Hello and welcome everyone to the Key to Licensing One Simple Idea, simplifying licensing for inventors, product developers, and idea people. If you are here looking to learn about how to get your product to market through the route of licensing, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and make sure to join the others who are on their licensing journey. Everyone, we have another guest today for our Invent Right podcast, the key to licensing with one for a one simple idea. And we have Andrew Hudson, who is a former student of ours that went through the program and licensed a product called Splash Stickers. So welcome to the program or welcome to the podcast, actually, uh, Andrew, and we look forward to hearing your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's um feels like a privilege being a, 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 an InventRight student to be able to be talking about a, a success and it's a small success for me but um, yeah pleased to, pleased to share anything in my Absolutely in my and you are in the UK so you are a student of ours while living and what being from the UK where is that a concern of yours before getting started with us is you know can you license or how can you license living in a different country? Uh, yes, but the biggest market that I'm interested in is the U.S. Mm-hmm. and the uh, the strongest um, uh, you know, the interest in open innovation is from the U.S. Yes, and is. that is absolutely true. Yeah. And uh, so, so there is some interest in the U.K., but if I was to look at the number of companies as well, mm-hmm. um, the U.S. is just um, uh, trumps the the UK and in, in the number of opportunities to, to explore a deal. Yeah. Well, that is, that's certainly understandable. So then coming to the U S market opens a lot more possibilities for you in terms of licensing. Yeah. Well, tell us, give us a little bit of a story as far as let us know, um, you know, a little bit about when you came up with the product and when you started working on it and then kind of what your process was that led you up to licensing it. Sure. I, um, when I uh, joined InventRight, I had a, a different product, uh, but it was, it was seasonal and um, I got to a point with that where I was looking for my next idea to, uh, to explore and I thought, I'm going to give toys a go because they seem to be uh, you know, many more opportunities to contact companies that are open to receiving ideas. And it felt like maybe it wasn't as um, technical, you know, you could get a small idea in. You didn't have to have the, the big idea, like I say, a DRTV yes. opportunity. And um, did you so, find us by, did you find us online or how did you hear about us? I did a search. I was... Um, I'd always been sort of tinkering in the background and I thought I want to actually explore this as a uh, a side hustle, something really put some effort into it. I thought I need to learn and to, to find a book or find someone who's who's talking about this um, to um, to learn more how to how to do it, kind of model their process and an event by process really works. Um, just need to apply it, just follow through. Yes. And yeah, so I, I had this idea, I'd be looking for a toy and I wanted to see what was, what was on the market, what was a trend. And I noticed some color changing uh, toys that would change 
um, maybe two shades of color, like mm -hmm. a car that you dipped in the water and changed mm -hmm. color, um, or um, some hair on, on a doll would change color, um, kind of a reveal thing, a bit of a surprise. I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. And um, I, um, <laughs> I was uh, sitting with my daughter and she was, she was making a mess in the bath and I kept having to tell her, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got the side that's closest to you where she's splashing and it goes onto the mat. And I keep telling her, go to the, go to the far side where um, she could splash and we just roll down the tiles back into the bath. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat if I could put something on that side of the bath that would, that would draw her attention and keep her, keep her there. Yeah. And, and uh, it was about the time I was thinking of toys and, and um, I just wondered whether there was uh, something do with, with with color changing and i was looking at something that's called a thermochromic material okay uh, which it's been around for ages you have it on your coffee mug and it reveals a picture or um, t-shirt even and uh, I, um, I was looking at that material but I, I couldn't get it to change into enough colors till i found a version that actually was just a, re a reveal and um, I, I made a prototype that i i used for a video so it was kind of works like looks like prototype yes but it, but it was good enough um and i filed a i filed a ppa while i was prototyping so i could figure out uh, how things might be manufactured or how it might might work um and i was sort of writing it at, at the same time as finishing my prototypes do you and typically make your own prototypes uh yourself or do you have somebody else make them for you yeah i i, I typically go for a, a material or a shape so it's it's fine for me to do something yeah i can i can work with that uh, i'm not particularly mechanical but um if there was anything that i would need electronics for i would have to go to somebody else yeah to, to do that but. so things that you feel more comfortable with making by hand and using materials you can pretty much put them together especially if it's rather simple and then mm. more for like uh more complex projects you'd have to outsource or have somebody else make that for you yeah and it's a fine line because you, you don't want to spend too much time and money into something right i, I just need to know it works Correct. Um, and i can make it look pretty <laughs> you know and i i you name it i use it i use paper and glue i use insulation tape of different colors mm -hmm. uh, you know that's <laughs> it uh, I use Photoshop afterwards to tidy it up, you know, it's all part of just that, getting mm -hmm. to that, that quick view you can use for a, a cell sheet and, um. Oh, absolutely. Like keeping yeah. your, basically keeping your costs down as much as possible with the tools yeah. and resources that you know and you have and you use while other things having, having, you know, outsourcing out. But that's really important is being able to show that it works mm -hmm. how you intend it to. So yeah. that's great. So I, I, I use my, my children for the demo video. I use Oh, I love that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my my son thinks he's a hand model now because he's all in the, <laughs> in the <shop. laughs> That's so uh, great. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. He's already thinking he's already ready for the big times now. That's so cute. And uh, what else? So I um yes, yeah, so I shot it on my on my um my smartphone. Um, and I just use basic editing suites of um, sort of Windows video editor, and, and it's actually quite easy to, to, 
to learn. You just got to try really. You go in and you, you try and it doesn't work. And if I look back now, I mean, there's, there's so many photos there that I didn't use, but I had to, I had to go through the process of knowing what, what works. You know, you yeah. Close up the angle, the lighting. So uh, it's just um, part of that learning process really. Absolutely. Yes. So I did the video and I, I went out to, to companies and I think I had about uh, 20, 25 uh, mm -hmm. companies on the list. And I thought, that's great because the last time around, uh, I only had about eight companies. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I stopped going through the process and, and uh, some of them have non-disclosure agreements. Some of them weren't receiving ideas, weren't open or closed their process. Um, and so I was sort of down to about maybe 10 or 15 submissions when I actually put stuff on. Okay. And, and uh, I think I got a couple no's and the rest really didn't answer. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, you see, you, 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 you left there thinking, you know, what do I, what do, what do I do next? So you just sort of keep, keep checking in saying, have you, have you had time to review it? Um, can you can you let me know? And uh, still still very little responses, and, and and it's kind of it's like when you when you lost your car keys, it's, you always find it in the last place you look. You just got to keep going and see. Yeah. Come one company that says yeah they're interested, and um, it would have been nice if there were two companies interested, and, and I could have had more more competition. But yeah, it worked out great actually. I found uh, a small company, and. And um, they were probably looking for more of a developed product. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had such a great rapport. We started building a relationship about what, what it could do. How um, long were you, how long do you think you were in that process of like um, building that relationship with them from the time that you initially uh, submitted the idea to your, the company, you know, and all the back and forth? So I was really, we set up an initial phone call and I think, uh, I think she was just trying to see whether I was the crazy inventor. That, that, Correct. You know, just <laughs> feel out whether she could work with me. The, I love that. Yeah. The initial call, are you crazy yeah. or can we work with you? <laughs> that, I, mean, that, I think that's going to be the title of, we'll, I think we'll have to retitle that in our training um so because because a lot of people don't realize that that is a big part of what the initial call is is mm. to determine you know like they need to determine if you're going to be easy and and reasonable and you know good to work with or mm. are you going to be totally batshit crazy and mm. it's going to be a flat out no so I yeah. mean, right now from talking to you, Andrew, you seem pretty cool. <laughs> you seem <laughs> like a, you know, I'm not getting any, you know, like it's going to be a really difficult person to work with. Um, so, so you set up that call with them because they needed to find that out too on their yeah. end. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I did have to keep my cool because they can ask you a lot of questions and you think, no, I don't want to do it that way. Yeah. But you've got to kind of, kind of feel them out because they haven't been on the journey that you have. No. I've, I've done, you know, weeks, months of, of working with the, the thermochromic material. 
I, I knew what I wanted. I knew that I needed certain, uh, yeah, a little bit of a secret sauce to make it work. And um, so they'd ask questions, can we do it some, some other way? Can we use something else? Uh, and you just have to kind of walk them through it and say, well, this is, this is the, the bill of materials. And once you kind of agree, but there was also a creative um, dynamic where it, you know, ho hopefully when a company you know, connects with you and they're excited or as excited about your ideas as you are, then, then you just get into this flow of well, what could we do with it? And then it's probably easier to, to overcome when they want to take it in a slightly different direction. So, yeah. so for example, my prototypes are quite different to the way that the product ended up. And mm -hmm. if I'd been defensive and said, no, nah, I really don't want to take it in that direction, then we probably would have parted ways there. Yes, I agree. Getting really defensive and kind of having too much of an ego going into it with this is exactly what I want it to be or how I want it to look like, or this is what I want and not willing to actually um, be open to feedback and yeah. taking it a different direction or seeing what their thoughts are. And, yeah. you know, the creative end can definitely make or break a deal for individuals. So yeah. that's great that you uh, were open to that and yeah. were willing uh, to actually get their thoughts on it too. Yeah. I, I took the advice from, from the book and from the videos, you know, Andrew and, and Stephen, you know, they laid out for you. So don't, don't be the crazy inventor. Don't don't be so precious and, and hold on to an idea mm -hmm. too too tightly because the you know, companies they know the market. You know your idea, but they know what they, fits on the shelf. Right. They know what's going to sell, and you want to you want to work with that. Yes. No. Absolutely. So you started building this like rapport over them. Was it over months or? Yeah, so uh, pretty quickly I got um, introduced to their manufacturing, um, you know, the subcontractors and, and uh, working through how it might be manufactured and helping select a subcontractor that, that could do that. Was this uh, a company in the US instead of the UK? Because you had mentioned you were looking in the US for, uh, because of the larger market. So was this company in the US? Yes, it is a U.S. company. Okay. And um, yeah, so we worked through this process on 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 some making that secret sauce producible and yeah. dialing it in. And um, yeah, it took it from there. So ooh, uh, we're looking at six, seven months. We were talking through uh -huh. iterations. Eventually, after about five months, samples came. And um, yeah, I did a bit of testing on the kids. And, <laughs> That's know, awesome. That's so great. Friends and family. I pretended to be a child and started, you know, trying to trying to destroy them. Because <laughs> oh nothing, nothing will test your product like children, right? They, they, yeah, it's. I, yeah. I, you know what I absolutely love is that when I when my kids were younger and when they were taking baths and only one of them right now still take baths a bit still takes a bath i always remember sitting there and i feel like that really like brought me more into the present moment because outside of that you're just riddled with anxiety every second of the day when you have children um uh, what's going to happen what do i do will i raise them right you know and so um but when they were taking baths i would sit there 
and just watch them. And then that is the time when I had so many ideas coming in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I love this product and I love the fact that you came up with it when, um, during a time like the bath time because I'm like of course of course Andrew came up with it while his kids were in the bath (laughs) this is exactly the time where so many parents are constantly coming up with like you're sitting there you're watching your kids you want you know and then all these ideas are coming up and then also eating time so bath time Mm -hmm. and eating times tends to be the two most common time for parents when your mind is starting to fill with all these different um, problems that are incurring and mm. solutions that you're facing it, you know? Mm. And so I, I just love that. And so it's great that you get to test it now on your kids. Now your kids get to test it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got through to um, producing it and, and now it's, now it's over to to the company to market and. Um, when did they officially it. send you like the licensing agreement? I'm trying to think. Um, it was probably into into the where we were discussing the how how it could be manufactured. I think they needed some some value to be sort of built up in, 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 in some certainty that, that they could actually get it produced. Yes. And then uh-huh. the they got to, that to a level of confidence that actually they had something there. Uh, and so, and so we signed up and, um, yeah, just, um, it was quite easy actually when we came to the agreement to, to propose, some some terms talked about it and actually it's more of a more of a consultancy than a than a lottery, but it's if you um I mean it's all the same terms really. So all the terms yeah the terms yeah. are the, the same. And are you continuing to maintain a relationship with them as far as as far as like um them filling you in and you staying connected with them on how the product is going and and where it's at and where people can buy it and all that good stuff. Yeah, so um, I I helped with um, getting ready for launch, making sure you know the the you know remaking a demo video that they could use to show um, back on Amazon and um, uh-huh. just helping with some of the 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 questions that <laughs> come back from people. Um, People are kind of strange, you know. They they, they give you the, their customer feedback once they've bought it, and and and, and they kind of kind of kind of can. You, you can't take it personally when they give you a, a one star rating and say it's it's cheap rubbish. You know, it's 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 still I'm still invested in it, but I don't have any I don't have any control, so I just have to kind of you know, trust in the company and how they how they respond and, and work it. You know, work it through with um, with their sales and marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. No, so not... yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's, it's it's over to them really, and and so I'm free to move on to to the next product, which will probably be another toy because actually the creative process was quite fun. 
Oh, wonderful. Do you think that you'll be staying within like the, um, in the bath area or in the toy <laughs> area? Um, the bath toys I found is actually quite niche. And, and if it had been maybe a game or um, some other toy that uh, probably would have got through to more, more companies. Um, as I was going through my, my list and, and, and seeing that people weren't responding, I was looking at them and going, actually, they don't have a lot of bath toys and maybe I'm not as targeted as I should be. So I ended up with a, with a smaller set that was less than 10 mm -hmm. that had both toys and bath toys. Yeah. Um, and so if you think about who's on the shelf, um, kind of just focusing on, on them. Uh, so yeah, I might stay in, in, in bath toys. Um, uh, it is, you know, like you say, you do your best thinking in the shower kind of thing. Uh, so uh, Indeed. yeah, I might... must be where there's water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, toilet, shower, bath. Um, you know, in a boat, maybe, I don't, I don't know yet. So, um, but yeah, maybe water helps with the, with the creative process. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have, when you have those observations and I think inventors have that, that natural ability to see what's, what's happening, that observation um, skill. And yeah. Kind of like when you're feeding your toddler and the stuff keeps going on the floor and you think, oh, I need something here. Yeah, I need a tray or I need a, a spoon that doesn't drip or, you know. That's right. But yeah, it's all driven by necessity. Isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely it is. And so were, um, when you were a student in the program, what kind of things were you, so you were going through the process and working with your coach along the way, were there some things when you were going through it that surprised you? <laughs> um, you know, I think <laughs> two things spring to mind and I do have to chuckle about it. I thought my sell sheet was the business. <laughs> if I look back now, <laughs> my coaches were very kind with me, you know. Um, when, when I first did uh, the first product and I had that, that sell sheet and I thought, no, oh, this is fun. And, uh, you know, coaches just kept on like a coach should saying, give me one more round, give me, give me something a little bit more uh, like this, or give me more pizzazz in your sell sheet. And um, it just takes it to the next level. So, you know, you, you do need someone who's, who's been there before and can, can show you because sometimes you just don't see it. Correct. And, uh, and I, I, I thought my first one was, I think I did 13 or 14 versions. And, and by the end I thought, oh, that was good. And, and then when I did my, my, my second product, the splash sticker, um, I looked back at the other one, I think, oh, that was rubbish. Now I look at the splash uh, sticker sell sheet and I'm like, no, oh, that was so amateur. Um, so you do, you do, uh, you do evolve. Oh my um, gosh, that's, but, that's so funny. Cause a lot yeah. of people will make their own sell sheets or go at it by themselves um, without having somebody to coach them through and kind of really point things out from a different set of eyes. Mm. And so it's, it's funny that you say, you know, that how you thought it was so, you know, how would you thought it was great. And then the, yeah, the coach but, comes in and is like, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep trying at this. Yeah, yeah. But, but on the other hand, there was, there were some things about what I was trying to do that 
they would coach me that, you know, kind of perfection is the enemy sometimes. I was trying to get yeah. too, too perfect on the prototype, or too perfect on, on an aspect. And, and really, you need to take action. With yeah. this. Because there will be, I mean, they weren't, you guys weren't kidding when you said the inventing starts when you start cutting a deal. Correct. Because all the questions come up. Well, can I have it? Can I have it in this color? Can I have it in that size? Can I, can I do it totally differently? And you have to sort of go. Well, yeah, maybe I could. I can't be precious about maybe the the, say, the shape or the size. And yeah, it could be done. And then, you, then you're in that relationship piece where they where they see. Oh, yeah, I can. I can. They can work with you, and they could. You, you, know, you become a, a fixer, a problem solver. Correct. Yeah, you become a re like taking that those action steps instead of fixating on what I call the first phase of licensing, which which is more you I create you know create the idea, you file the obviously the PPA, you're working on your sell sheet or your prototype, and that is usually what many you know many individuals do. But then it's making those calls, finding those companies, building those relationships getting on the phone, getting interest on the product, getting on, you know, sending emails, following up is actually taking those action steps that mm. a lot of people will get stuck or not do it or make excuses as to why they can't do it or not do it or still go back to phase one of focusing on, I need to get the prototype perfected or I need yeah, to, yeah. you know, and not, not willing or not wanting to or being too afraid to yeah. make the calls. Yeah. I'm I'm still in the headspace of the, the making the prototype work perfectly and look perfect. And, mm -hmm. and that's why, you know, that's why I don't have to make that call yet because I'm still in this phase. And uh you know, if I'm if if I'm critical, I'll probably be just, you know, avoiding making that stuff because it's, yeah. it's not it's it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable, exactly. And it's when you force yourself to be uncomfortable that and you know and your body will actually start to physiologically experience the uncomfort <laughs> sweating like i remember i would sweat profusely when i would call <laughs> companies and talk to them i would stumble over my words all the time i think yeah. i probably sounded like i was just speaking a different language because i would just um i not know what to say or just be so incredibly nervous yeah. that it, you can tell how nervous I was when I was contacting companies. And this could be like talking to a secretary or talking to just customer service yeah. that was picking up the phone. And, um, and so your body physiologically reacts to the uncomfort of mm -hmm. what, it, what it has not done and what it also has anticipated and not wanting and avoid, trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. But then once you... Once you do it over and over again, you know, a couple times, then the reaction starts to decrease. So mm -hmm. then it's not like a posed as a threat. It's no longer a fear. Uh, you're not afraid. The tiger isn't going to eat you or chase you. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, then the sweating decreased a little bit. I still sweat a little bit uh, when I'm making calls or contacting companies, but not as much. Uh, as I used to. So see, my my body doesn't think of it as a threat anymore. Yeah. Now, now it's just like looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and, and, and my big thing was I really didn't want to hear a no yeah. because that, yeah. meant something, that meant something to me. It meant that I'd wasted my time. It meant that I was an idiot, that my idea was stupid. And, and that's not true. The, the no could mean a whole bunch of things. It could be a not right now because we've got enough on our plates. It, right. could be, it could be it doesn't fit with our product line. Um, it could be that you haven't, I, haven't, I haven't done my homework and I'm trying to sell something to the wrong company. And that's right. why I didn't know. Um, but I, I, um, I saw something on LinkedIn uh, recently that um, really drove it home to me. The guy says, uh, he was talking about sales. He says, um, if I told you you were 20 no's away from a million dollars, how quickly would you want to get those no's? <laughs> and it's true because if, if if someone had said to me you, you, you're 10 or 12 rejections away from getting a deal I'd go yeah. right let's, let's get through those 10 that aren't serious or those 20 that are not in the market not, not ready for this idea I, I want to get those no's so I can get through my list you know you just got to keep got to keep faith in the process and faith in your idea and keep pursuing through that through that list um because if you've got any names that you haven't contacted, then it's on you. You know, you have to get through that. That's right. Absolutely. So what are what would you say, you know, after being a student and learning the process and going through everything, what would be some keys, keys, like key tips that you would provide uh, inventors or product developers or individuals that are wanting to license their products out? Yeah, so where I started um, in my in my thinking, you know, before Inventrite, I was very much about if it's a great idea and it, if it if it works, then then it'll be wanted out there. It'll be it'll be sold, and I'll get you know, royalties or I'll get okay. you know, fame and riches. And really, what I've come to believe is you need to study your markets. You need to know what's selling and invent for the market and and, yeah. and that can be that can be difficult if you're starting where i started from because you think well i like this idea i want to tinker with it i want to want to get a prototype i want to see that it works and and then i'll write about it and then i'll see where it sells but if you want to do it as a as a side hustle you have to evolve your thinking to where you know the invent around the coaching you which is research your market know your micro category um, yeah Think about how it's going to sell, how it's going to sit on the shelf, and look, and maybe come up, come up with ideas that are kind of adjacent to something that's on the shelf already. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still, there's still the opportunity for those big ideas that come from, that come from you. Um, but I would say, have a second piece of advice is have a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. When, when I had one idea, um, I was precious about it, and I thought. You know, that's that's my one dream there that could go <laughs> down the drain. Um, but when I had two or three ideas that I was working on, I was thinking, well, that one could work, or that one could work, or two could work, or none could work, but that's fine. I've got lots of ideas. It's not, you know, I don't have my, um, all of my hopes, you know, on, on one thing working. Yeah, we call it like keeping all your eggs in one basket. So instead yeah. of po- putting all your emotion, like all your 
every all your emotions and thoughts and everything into just one product with the, wanting that product to be the one that gets to market instead kind of opening your having more baskets as well essentially mm. is making sure like that you have some other ideas as well to be working on because once you submit and start pitching your first project then starting to come up with working on some other ideas as well so you're not mentally and emotionally mm. constantly you know thinking mm -hmm. and all and and always like focused on just that one idea mm. you know all the time and it, it becomes too emotional then instead mm. of being able to like disconnect from it and be like okay this is where i'm at with this one now i can start working on my next idea or i have other ideas that this one could be a good one and this one so yeah i like that yeah as you say you get you get to when you've when you've submitted and, and companies aren't coming back to you you know if you if that's all you got you're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring you 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 can drive you crazy. You've got to have that other other idea that puts you back in that creative space where you kind of go, yes, I'll make my calls, I'll do my admin, I'll, I'll, I'll email a couple of companies and that'll be 10 minutes and then I'll spend the rest of my time being creative. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I do. It's not just the one, one idea. Um, yeah. And that's easier too. Like, I mean, you can get done, like get the hardest part or the, the part that most individuals don't like done first is making the calls, contacting the companies, following up, and then you can focus the fun stuff, focus on the fun stuff then is being creative and getting back yeah. to, into the creative space. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just um, the whole selling thing wasn't, wasn't that comfortable for me when I, when I started off, um, even before my, my first contact with, with Eventbrite, it was about um, you know, slowly making a prototype that would work, and and um, I did this neat cable tie, and I, I thought this is going to be fantastic. Uh, and then I, I had the sense to go to a, a company to do a patent search, and they came up with with patent straight away. So, you know, every time you go through something, you're going to learn something new. Yes. And and so looking at the market, looking at the the prior art, um, it could really save you. And I've I've had I've had loads of ideas again in the shower or in the bath going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what about a super long bath mat that sits there and it'll stop because I've only got this one that's like, you know, twenty inches. And and if I had something that was forty inches, then I'd catch all the spill. And um, I thought this is fantastic. I want to win here. Ah, wait a minute. Let me just do some research. Went online. Yeah. Going to a couple of homeware companies. They they've got a you know, yep. There you there. go. So, so that that idea is 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 gone. Now move on to the next one because that's right. Yeah, I shouldn't be investing my time in that one because it's been done. Yeah, there's no room for me there. Yep. And now you know that from the process is mm -hmm. make sure you check to see if it's already out there instead of all of a sudden I have an idea. Make the prototype first, mm -hmm. and so uh, and you know you you might be able to actually purchase it and and get it and find it because somebody else might be already selling it yeah well 
Well, any final, any final uh, thoughts, Andrew? Do you think that your accent also helped you to seal the deal? <laughs> my UK, my our friends from the UK that license, you know, license <laughs> products. I was joking with, I was joking with uh, you before we started uh, the recording on how I think that people with accents have a bit better chance of of getting a licensing deal, but. Yeah. Obviously, that's probably not the case. Yes, I guess you're, it's probably your product. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's been great talking to you and, and have the opportunity to share some of the the um, the workings of of uh, you know event process on 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 my my ideas and my my learning. And uh, I'm are you really going to keep going? Are you oh, going yeah, to keep working on others? Well, oh, we... you, you couldn't stop me sometimes. No way. <laughs> yeah. We can stop you with a shot of melatonin. That's what we can stop you with. <laughs> <laughs> Some melatonin gummies um, that might help with the raising mind at night uh, or with the ideas. Um, but otherwise, don't stop it because some great ideas can come out, come up from that. Um, so... Well, we, I mean, we at InventRight, we appreciate you being a student and being open to learning and taking the guidance and direction and feedback from, you know, the coaches that you worked with and our team and um, hopefully having a humbling experience with your cell sheet <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, and we're, we're so happy for you and congratulate you with your success with getting the product licensed and out on the market. And we... Obviously, we'll continue to keep touch and you stay in touch with us to let us know of any other products that you end up licensing out so we can share them with the inventing community. So thank you so much, Andrew. And don't, thank lose, you. don't lose the accent. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I'll try and change mine. I'm totally going to, I'm going to try working on different accents. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness all right well thank you so much andrew you have a wonderful day thank you for listening to the key to licensing one simple idea the podcast if you haven't already please go to apple podcast subscribe rate and leave us a review you can also check out our youtube shows ventright tv with stephen key and andrew kraus join me next week for another interview thank you for listening and keep inventing <laughs>